Welcome to Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw, lead upskiller at Upskill Community. Upskill Talks is a podcast for leaders. Leaders who are actively seeking innovative and creative ways to interact, lead themselves and others. In every episode, through real-life stories and enlightening conversations, we will explore the challenges and opportunities real leaders face in today's ever-changing workplace. We will present you with real strategies for you to leverage your soft skills and produce transformative results. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Let us begin. Today's episode is part two of my three-part conversation on confidence with fellow upskiller in the upskill community, Peter Walfall. If you've not listened to the last episode, please go back and listen as Peter discusses one of the most important tools in a leader's toolkit, vulnerability. Today, Peter and I discuss how sometimes confidence is fuzzy, meaning different things for different leaders. We also explore what to do when the -the off-the-shelf strategies don't work anymore. But we start as Peter presents a very important question for all of us as leaders to contemplate. What's the role of confidence to the Hmm. leader? Hmm. What is the role of confidence? What is the purpose of confidence? Well, I begin by saying that confidence serves as a means and as an end. So for me, I think that confidence needs to be an end, an end in itself of arriving at the place where you are yourself, Mm. where you feel free to show up as you are, to present as you are, to deliver as you are, to expose yourself to the world as you are, to own yourself and to be good with yourself and therefore to free yourself and to be yourself. That to me is the end of confidence. That's where we get into But it also operates and offers itself as a means, as a means to delivering greater results, as a means to building better relationships, as a means to better connections, deeper conversations, greater authenticity, more vulnerability. It's it's an engine that drives a lot of that. So, you know, it's about the quality of your engine. So, you know, not all vehicles are created equally. Right. Confidence doesn't present equally in everyone. And so it's about constantly revisiting this engine that's driving everything else. Okay, so I treat confidence as that power engine and thinking about it and making sure the engine is constantly being um, serviced so that it performs optimally. So one, is it's really about that, I think, with that appropriate engine, we're able to deliver higher level performance in whatever field we're in and in our relationships, in executing the results desired at work, uh, in our communities, and in our personal lives. Mm -hmm. So for me, confidence is both a means and an end, and both are equally important, depending on what you want it to do for you. Do you want it just to be? Do you want it just to be able to do? 
Yes, yes. I, I, as you speak, a, a, a story came to mind um, uh, for myself uh, in terms of an experimentation with confidence. In my mind, I, I don't know what fixed this, this perspective of leadership in my mind, is a bit of separation between, I think it, it, there's an idea of healthy separation between yourself as leader, between yourself as leader, and the team, the group that you are leading. So it was always my almost first rule of leadership is you don't you don't fraternize. <laughs> and, and the examples that I saw around me of individuals who were met more authentically with their with their teams was challenging. Uh, for me, mm. even to the extent of taking lunch um, routinely with the team and just kind of going through the, the, the ins and outs of their human days and, and lives uh, and sharing a bit of my myself as well in it. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. And, and of course, there's no space there to physically meet, but that experiment of meeting the individuals in these more intimate ways really informed how I would be able to confidently lead in, mm -hmm. in this. So when, when, you, when you indicate and share that the purpose of confidence is finding one's authentic self, Mm -hmm. uh, in in the in the in the role as leader, uh, that's the story that comes to mind because mm -hmm. in the, it it forced it forced me to be to show up more authentically, and it certainly helped in terms of leading that team even when the context that I was using to build that authentic space was no longer at my disposal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's really 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 wonderful. And as you're talking about that. I'm thinking about our use of the word confidence and confidence seems to be a very fuzzy word for a lot of people. It's very fuzzy. So one of the things that we believed we could do at Upskill Community by introducing confidence right at the beginning is basically introduce it as a topic for ongoing conversation that weaves itself through every other skill that we're talking about and through every other concern that's raised because it's so fuzzy that we could make it as broad as possible or as narrow as possible but I think it's an important topic for us to be thinking about and thinking about what are the skills that support the development of confidence. And those skills will be different for you, Peter, than mm -hmm. they are for me. And so then everybody can figure out what is it that I need in order to feel this way. Sometimes it's knowledge. Like right now, a lot of leaders are learning what to say how to say it, what is this particular history that informs the current context that I need to be aware of. Sometimes it's knowledge, sometimes it's skills, and sometimes it's our attitudes, whatever those are that we need to toolkit up to be able to present more confidently as leaders. I think we have to dedicate the time to invest in them, to be part of a nurturing community so that we can benefit not only from what we bring to the table, but what others bring to the table. And that's the only way we're going to upskill at the pace at which we need to upskill 
to meet these emerging demands. So the, this idea, Michelle, of not needing to struggle with this on our own, on our own raises another side to that to that issue because when we are we're, when we're by ourselves trying to diagnose our own our own circumstances and and finding solutions on our in our own little echo chamber mm-hmm. that may be part of the, the the symptom of the problem going on there because we may be answering we may be answering the wrong the wrong question we may be viewing the problem in, in, in less accurate in less accurate ways. Well, this is one of the things that for me is the most important component of a conversation around confidence is we do not take the time to dig deep to understand what confidence is and how it's showing up for us. We rush to grab off the shelf solutions to confidence. So you know, make sure you have a power pose. Make sure you smile, make sure you dress up, make sure you do all of those things. But what if you do all of those things and you cannot experience this thing called confidence? And what if you are doing your power pose and you're smiling and so on, but those remedies do not treat the cause of your lack of confidence or cannot address, if you will, what, it ne- what you need to take you to the next level? And I think I like to share the story of how we use confidence the same way we use regular illnesses. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend and she had regular headaches. First, she had self-diagnosed that she had migraines. And so she got all of this medication. And she would say, these are for mild ones, these are for medium ones, these are for severe. And so she would literally walk around thinking, oh, is your headache mild, medium, or severe? Mine is severe, I'm going to take this. And so she had been diagnosing herself and treating herself for a while. Except when she went to the doctor like two years later, she didn't have migraine. She had hypertension that went untreated for quite a while. And this is what we do with confidence. We choose remedies off the shelf for confidence and we don't realize we don't know if it's lack of confidence that we have or lack of awareness of confidence. We don't know what the problem is, but we rush immediately. As soon as we say confidence, there's a solution and there's a whole checklist of solutions. So we grab the ones that seem most appropriate for us and we begin to take these prescriptions, if you will. But we are not sure what the underlying causes of what we're, what is being presented are. And so the most important thing is that we never rush to diagnosing and to treating because that's what we do. All most of what we're doing is what is the treatment for my lack of confidence? And when people show up in a conversation around confidence, they're looking right away. Give me the three things that I should do <laughs> to treat my confidence. Give me the five step process to confidence. Give me the, but, but what is the particular problem with your confidence so that we can find a particular solution to that problem. And because we're not going deep, we're not asking the questions, we're not taking the time, we are not investing in that part of it, we skip that because it's not really flowerful and lovely. It takes time, it's painful, it's triggering sometimes, and it's unpleasant, it's disclosure. So we go to the piece, which is much easier to do. Okay, I just need to smile, 
put my shoulders back, positive posture, and that's it. But what if those things have nothing at all to do with the cause, the fundamental cause that's impacting my confidence on a daily basis? What if identifying what that fundamental cause is, I wouldn't even need anyone else's solution. I would immediately be able to reset myself. Sometimes the solution to our own issues lie with us, but we don't know what those issues are. Mm. So I believe that the most important thing when we're talking about confidence is to go and think about, go through what we have taken upskillers through, walk through our confidence journey and do some deep reflection and get some feedback to understand the state of our confidence. And in that process, People have come out recognizing I'm actually a lot more confident than I thought I was. Or, okay, I still don't even think I want to have this conversation about confidence. Or at least I'm leaving with a clearer understanding of what it is. Now let me go and do that deep dive. You can be where you need to be, but you need to begin with understanding the problem, understanding the underlying condition, before we begin to apply the treatment. I think that's absolutely important when it comes to confidence and when it comes to a range of other things in our lives. It begins with that accurate self-assessment and it takes time, energy, effort, and yes, our emotional investment to go to that place. Yes. Sounds like very heavy stuff there, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very heavy stuff, but also very rewarding uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. We bring you new episodes every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a written review at Apple Podcast. Or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to share Upskill Talks with other leaders like yourself so they too may gain the skills and insights to produce amazing results. Please go to upskillcommunity.com to review show notes and learn how you can join a community of leaders from across the globe collaborating to lead in a more meaningful and impactful way. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. And again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Upskill Talks.